0: Hi guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You Holy You're Locked On Red Wings. Your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked on Red Wings. Thanks for making Locked On Red Wings your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. Uh, I'm your host, Scott Bentley, joined by uh, calling in from uh from, from Fords Field. We have Nolan Bianchi. Nolan.
0: What's going on, Scotty? You know, long time listener, first time caller. Feels good, feels great. Uh, actually walking back to my car, there's some shoppers flying around. Um yeah, you know, just a terrible, terrible Lions game. For the first time in a long time, the Red Wings made people happy in Detroit this weekend. So I, I'm excited to talk about that.
1: Hell yeah! You know what? I gotta say, for uh, for the situation you're in, your sound quality is impeccable.
0: No way! I, it's it's I really a course because I was heading towards some sort of outdoor party with speakers blaring. So
1: I that I, I mean that sounds kind of like party. a cool place to be, to be honest.
0: Ooh. I'm going to take the scooter for a spin. I cannot imagine. <laughs> actually, I can't. I don't have the app. I cannot imagine a greater way to start my last week on the show than with, with this episode, to be honest. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. The, uh, obviously Friday's show, I, uh, I rolled solo. We talked about the the season opener that you were in attendance for, which, uh, you can yes. give us a little bit of a different perspective on, uh, on the field. We, I talked a lot about the, uh, just the vibe of like the arena and the vibe of the fan base and everything and, and how much uh, how much like different this year felt. And on top of that, the, the product on the ice seems to be a lot different as well. A lot more physical, a lot more physicality. This team does not take shit from anyone. And it's amazing.
0: Did you hear that? I, there was a, literally somebody revving their engines. If you didn't hear that, then that's I incredible. didn't hear it, man. I promise, uh, did awesome. not come through at all. Okay, so to, to answer your question, then, um, the vibe was impeccable. Like honestly, I got to my seat and I was I wanted to start crying because it was just it felt so good to a be back, b to a packed arena, and c have some excitement around this team for the first time in a long time. And they come out and they deliver, and it was like a party waiting. To happen, and I think in the back of everybody's minds, we all knew that uh, when they went up big, that it was probably pretty likely that they were going to, to give up some goals late. They did it a couple times where they gave up a lead, and then um, ultimately fell in overtime. But the the just the nature of the game, the birds four goals, the uh, the fights that were happening, the the cheap shots that the Tampa Bay Lightning were getting away with, it was just a crazy, crazy environment. And ironically, like, it, it was everything that I thought it would be, everything I was excited for. And, uh, yeah, it, it was just a great time. Uh, unfortunately, everyone's lost their captain in it, but, you know, just yeah. <laughs> it is what it is.
1: Yeah, we. I mean, we can go right into that. So on Friday's show, uh, the length of the suspension had not been made public yet. We just knew that it was under review, and we knew that he was, uh, he was obviously kicked out of the game uh, Friday. So now we know suspended a game, suspended for the the Canucks game that we will get into later. Um, your overall opinion of the suspension, the, the, I guess just the, the call on the ice as it happened, I'd imagine was what got pretty people pretty riled up pretty quickly. Um, that, that, that whole situation you have not gotten to sound off on yet.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, the suspension was definitely deserved. He sucker punched him. He cold cocked him, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he hit him clean unsuspectingly, but it was an absolute joke. And and a, an absolute joke is almost underselling it a little bit. It is a disgrace. It is a testament to the incompetent nature of the NHL player safety department. But Dylan Larkin was the only one to even get a hearing, you know, like it. My biggest problem wasn't that Matthew Joseph didn't get suspended my biggest problem was that Matthew Joseph didn't get a hearing I, I like I don't know how you can look at that situation and, and think that at the very least you shouldn't bring him in especially when he has a history of doing something like this you know and Giovanni and Smith tried to try to do that they ended up sitting him for the entire third period it was just weird man like I, I think that was what I had the biggest problem with was you know that hit and then there was a plot hit and then there was a Corey Perry slew foot that was also worth a look, maybe a fine, something, I don't know, it was pretty egregious and, and intentional looking, and uh, and I think that's the most bothersome part about the entire thing, is that they singled out Dylan Larkin for this one moment when, really, you should have looked at the whole picture and said, okay, we'll take Dylan Larkin in for a hearing, Matthew Joseph in for a hearing, I don't know, it, it, it just, it was incompetence on so many levels, but again, he deserved the suspension, it's just, so did other people, and, and it's insane that they didn't even get brought in to, to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly – I mean, the Larkin certainly deserved what he got. I mean, that was a gloves-on, mid-play, blind Can I just say, punch. by
0: the way, like that – okay. Darren McCarty cold-cocking Claude the Mew, like when he just throws his gloves off and drills him, that is now the second-best glove toss in Detroit Red Wings history <laughs> because the way that he cold-cocked him, and then just turned around and threw his gloves like, who else wants some? That was the most badass thing I've ever seen. That's my captain. On captain's On, night. night On captain's night. On captain's night. After, with the energy flowing and everything, it was it was incredible.
1: It was absolutely phenomenal. The uh, I I think, like you said, I, I, one of the – I mean, even in the moment, like, it was weird because then Tampa was mad after, even though they, like, they got – Two penalties, obviously, and and we got just the one. But Larkin got kicked out of the game, and they were mad because um, they were then on a on a penalty kill after Dylan Larkin sucker punched one of their people, and they they were pissed. <laughs> and then I think that's we scored on that one, yeah. If i remember yeah, it right, yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah. beautiful
1: pass by Lucas Raymond, by the way. Yes, absolute beauty. Um, but uh, yeah, John that's...
0: Cooper, by the way, having the uh, audacity, the unmitigated goal, to come out after that game and say that like the officiating that the lightning got screwed in that game and officiating like that was that was a joke i i i like john cooper that was a joke it, yeah, was, it was. was like anyways I just no, it, it, was. It, was, it was
1: ridiculous but um a lot obviously i, I think the biggest thing and this will be the, we'll head into the break after this but i i think the biggest thing that you immediately noticed the first two games into this season is the physicality from this team is on a whole different level yeah. than it has been in, in years.
0: Yeah. I mean, it looks like they're, they're tired of being pushed around. And I can't remember where I heard this, um, but you know, when it's not necessarily that, that guys know that when they play a team like the Red Wings, the Red Wings have been in, the, in years past. Um, you don't necessarily think that it's, it's, going to be an easy win because there are are talented hockey players in the NHL everywhere you go. There's always going to be the chance that somebody can, you know, surprise you on any given night. But what a bad team like the Red Wings have given over these past few nights, when not a single, or over these past few years, I should say, when not a single player on that team has any confidence is they just play soft. They don't, they don't, they aren't willing to assert themselves. Obviously Burt was a big part in the response and everything over these past two games, we got a whole, bucket of worms to open in this uh, Canucks game regarding that. But uh, him missing all of last year was, you kind of got a glimpse of, of just what they missed outside of his production. And uh, I it, it seemingly rubbed off on everybody in the team. Michael Rasmussen has a little nasty to him in that Canucks game last night after the Zabina goal he kind of started skating towards the, the celebratory circle and just gave Ekman Larson a nice, how do you doing right in the back? Yeah. Like it, it just, they, they are sick and tired of being pushed around. They are like the bad boys of hockey. Um, and, and it's just, it's phenomenal to see. It's exciting as hell. Like even if they don't win. So um, it's just, it, it's such a better product.
1: Yeah, it absolutely is. We'll uh, we'll, we'll, break open. As you said, we'll break open the can of worms there. On, uh, on the other side of the break. But first, I got to talk to everybody about DirecTV Streams.
0: Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game, another one that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch all your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes. No need to ever buy a device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package.
1: Red Wings on a bell tire power play. Aronick,
0: Decider, sider,
1: Zadina, scores! That's the one. All right. And we are back here for segment two at Lockdown Red Wings. Thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, let's get into uh, let's get into the game. Let's get into this, this wild game that was uh, Saturday night's game against the Vancouver Canucks. We talked about the physicality. Dylan Larkin not in this game. Red Wings still get their first one of the year capped off by a nice little Sam Gagne empty better. Just, just for the, just for the listeners. It was just for the listeners had to, had to sprinkle that one on in the end. Um, I guess we should start with Bertuzzi because we were already talking about at the end of the, of the first segment, the obviously the four piece on opening night and then comes back. And, and I don't know, like massive speculation, Uh, and so like take this with a grain of salt but it almost seems like he was like hey I'm an assistant captain too watch me lead this team
0: he's the joker that that's what I have like described him as these last two games is like he just wants to create havoc and then just like laugh like a psycho uh and that's what he did he tried to fight Ekman Larson like six seven times last night uh most cider gets speared in the nuts hey that should be a call. If you ask me, that should be a fine. If you yep. ask me, uh, what if most cider can't have kids? What if most sider the greatest German hockey player that's ever lived or one day will be can not have kids. That's messed up. Um, Sad. And I just, I, I just loved everything about it. And it seemed like what they kind of did in that Canucks game, not, I wouldn't say it's similar to what they did in the lightning game because that game kind of got a little squirrely in the, in the second period, but I think like from jump, this game was tense. It looked like the Red Wings were playing with an edge because they had kind of gotten pushed around in that lightning game, specifically their captain. And that was an answer to that saying, Hey, we're not going to let teams push us around like that anymore. And Tyler Bertuzzi on the forefront of that was, was just phenomenal. Also, I, I think it's so funny that like, him now, because he has to sit at the end of the bench, I'm pretty sure, because of, like, the COVID thing. Like, he mm-hmm. just spends all game just talking shit. <laughs> like, that's so funny. There were some – there was, like, four clips that came out uh, of that game where where he was just laughing his ass off with Robbie Fabry. Like, there was that – The screenshot, uh, the
1: one picture is the big one. With him, it was right after uh, one of the skirmishes – it was right after – I don't, I don't remember the exact moment, but, but it was, it was after like a big brouhaha and everything stopped and, and him and Fabry are literally looking over and they're laughing directly in the face of the entire bench. And the Red, the Canucks bench is just dead eyes forward, like not responding yes. while bird is just cracking you can up. His his, the only
0: thing you can read out of his lips is, is like, after he like, he gives it to him a little bit. He just goes, you're an effing loser. <laughs> and then you see Lucas Raymond in the background, just like chilling behind him. He's like, you can just see him go shut the F up like that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, this, is, this is the team that Red Wings fans have been waiting for. Even if they don't win a ton of games this year, I am just, like I said, I'm thrilled with the excitement and entertainment value that they brought. And I don't know, man, like that, the, the chase on thing, obviously the night before he came out onto the ice and his name was spelled wrong. And I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, Ken, Ken and Mickey alluded to it, but I guarantee you that's exactly what they were chirping him about because that's he, he was like pointing at him and then he said, you're a loser and chase on just turned <laughs> straight ahead and stopped listening. It was it was fantastic. He They embarrassed. They embarrassed. They did. They did. The, and they, uh, and they yeah. got them off their game, which I think was a big part of, of what they were looking to do. Vancouver is a great offensive team. They showed it. Shout out Thomas Grice, by the way, 40 saves. He was unbelievable. Um but, yeah, as, as far as the, the energy and excitement and physicality goes, that, that was that was all Burt leading the way on uh, Saturday night.
1: So with this, like, n- newfound mentality, how much credit do we give? Obviously, Blaschel was a very controversial, like, figure in this organization the last couple of years. How much credit do we give Jeff Blaschel for this mentality? Obviously, we still have – a few mistakes that we've seen in the past, some turnovers in the neutral zone. And in game one, like the overtime was a joke in Tampa. That was like one of the worst yeah. overtime performances I've ever seen. But the, I mean, this this men this mentality is very different and very apparent very early. It has made Red Wings hockey so much fun to watch already. And I guess like he got the extension and it was a very mixed reaction. How much credit do you think Blashill deserves really with, with this uh, so far, how we've looked?
0: That's a good question because at the end of the day, it's only a two game sample size. And for all we know, this could be just because of the energy and emotion that came strictly from, you know, their, their captain kind of getting blown up and, and now he's possibly injured. What I do want to give, credit to Jeff Blasio for is how he handled the situation with Dylan Larkin in the day after. I kind of forgot to bring that up, but he was phenomenal. Like I, I've never seen, I, I tweeted out a clip of uh, Blasio kind of articulating the situation from the Red Wings point of view, from Larkin's point of view. And he just said, hey, look, this is a guy who spent eight weeks this summer in a hard neck brace. He got a little bit upset about that. You know, they I, I, I think he wishes he could have that moment back, but I certainly don't blame him for it. And I was like, that's that's awesome. That's how you answer for your captain. I put that clip out on on Twitter. I've never seen so many people in support of Jeff Blashill, and half of the comments uh, were like, yo, I hate Blash," but uh, this was incredible. <laughs> so maybe this is where he starts to, to turn the tide on people's uh, perception of him because, yeah, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if this like, psycho teen energy like keeps up throughout the season but uh, I hope so if it does I mean I mean I I don't know how you don't give him credit for it
1: yeah absolutely I I sure hope it does man it's really fun to watch man it's you know what like one of the most fun things to watch is just the fact that after every dead puck there's just like something going on like that just makes hockey makes hockey so much more fun like after literally every dead puck and every time the play stops there's just like a skirmish or a fight or something the problem is no ref has let anybody
0: actually drop the gloves yet and lord knows we've been trying <laughs> that is unfortunate poor Giovanni smith like i said he went after matthew joseph uh, shortly after that situation joseph was was calling him a bitch you could read it in his lips and i don't know you might have one or two more shifts after that, and and so like, Giovanni Smith is trying his best, but just no one would give him one. And then after Oliver Ekman Larson uh, hit Nick Letty, you know, people people were in my be- like in my replies all night last night, being like he didn't hit him from behind. That is factually incorrect. His skates were a full foot and a half behind Letty's, so and I get Letty is turned, but at the end of the day, Oliver Ekman Larson comes up with both his hands extended straight out and so yes like partially he might have hit him with his shoulder but he also used that right hand which was inside in the middle of of letty's back to guide him straight forward and set him head first into the boards and then i love the response by Giovanni smith oliver ekman larson didn't want it uh he just let himself get ragdolled <laughs> which in a lot of ways is, is almost better than a fight but um, it is no, you know, man. It,
1: I, I was, I was obviously, you know me. I was so I tweeted out. I was like, Jeff, let Giovanni end this nonsense. Like, just let him send him out there with intent. Let him just end this nonsense. And and obviously, we didn't get that in the first game, yeah. but
0: and, the, and Bertuzzi uh, kept trying to drop him. He kept. Trying he dropped to drop one. Him. He for yeah. one of them, he dropped one glove,
1: and the ref was like, no, 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 and he's like, you yeah. got to kidding me, man, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's talk about the, uh, the Zadina hit in the Canucks game. Then, uh, that whole city. Oh, that's definitely where the picture came from, by the way. That's what it was. That was the, the Bertuzzi Fabry picture definitely came right after the, uh, the Zadina thing. So Zadina has his head low kind of whatever flailing around for the puck, trying to get a stick on it, uh, and then gets absolutely laid out. Um, right there in uh, in the corner. And then for a minute, all hell breaks loose and everybody's out there trying to fight everybody. People are laying on top of people, but nobody actually drops any gloves. Just kind of a, a massive intervention there in the middle of the ice. Um, post game, Philip Sedina is asked about it and he calls yes. him a midget. Thoughts?
0: I so I was kind of thinking about this last night and I actually saw some, some people kind of put it out there on Twitter today. I don't know that if in his native tongue, that is a derogatory term. Sure. And I didn't, and I, and, and to take it one step further, I actually saw this, uh, from, from, uh, beer league chump yesterday. He said, he pointed out like midget is a, uh, age group for hockey players ages 15 yeah, to 17 yeah. and so maybe what i would i would like to think that he simply didn't know that that term was kind of ultra offensive uh mm-hmm. in the english language for sure. Um, and so hopefully somebody just tells him and, and that can be the end of it but if he was gonna say it about anybody like saying it about vancouver canucks player wasn't good because that that fan base is psycho and they're going to like literally try and get him probably kicked out the game forever. So yeah. Uh, that'll that'll be an interesting thing to watch because they were very, very, very upset about it.
1: Yes, they were. Yeah. I, I, I think uh I I I'm hoping that it's just like you said, somebody gets in his ear, tells him the the nature of the word in the English language. He apologizes for it and then at least we are fan base moves on. I, I have obviously Vancouver is going to do whatever they're going to do. All right, let's get into our final break and then we will, uh, we'll get into some actual talk about uh, the game itself instead of all the craziness that's been happening uh, off the ice.
0: Did you know that built bar has so many delicious flavors? And when you talk to a built bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. And I mean, who wouldn't be, they got nine delicious ones out right now. If you don't know all of them, you're missing out, but Good news for you is you can try a mix box. You'll get two of each of their nine flavors. Some of them, we'll list them off here. Coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you haven't tried all the flavors, get that mix box. It'll allow you to customize your order next time, know exactly what you want. Spoiler alert, you're not going to not like any of them. Uh, and not only are they the best tasting protein bars on the market, but Built Bar is healthy too. Check out these macros: 17, to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. The Kaiser, Corona. Danyel Bertuzzi, Rasmussen, Danyel, empty net. All right, we
1: are back here for our third and final segment of Locked On Red Wings. I keep almost saying Locked On Tigers because when I'm host, I'm so used to saying oh, yeah. uh, I'm so used to saying Tigers, but I keep catching myself. I haven't I haven't slipped yet. Okay, let's talk about the actual uh, gameplay of the uh, the both games, I guess, but because they they were honestly outside of defense, they were, they were pretty similar offensively uh, as far as like the strategies goes. One of the most apparent things, the first two games that I've noticed is the, uh, if, if you are on the opposite side of the ice as the puck, your job very clearly is to just nosedive to the net and hope something good happens. It's happened almost the entire Tampa game. It happened over and over again in Vancouver, it seems to be like the favorite strategy so far Uh, for obviously what eight goals in two games, Uh, six of those in one, I guess. So whatever, but um, big win against Vancouver offense as a whole, you're feeling so far.
0: Uh, I I think it looks so much better. And I wonder how much of this is the Alex Tangay effect. Obviously they score on the power play. Last night's Adina with a, a nice little one-timer. By the way, uh, all right, so we'll get into the two things I noticed the most about the, the offense, the puck move in general. They move north-south so quickly. And I think Nick Letty probably has a lot to do this, as well as Maritz Um and I, and I wonder if that started to trickle its way uh, into some other defensemen on the team. But they have been able to – you saw it specifically in that Tampa Bay game when, on, on Bertuzzi's goal when he split the defenders through his legs – but like they just go back and then boom, they're up the ice. Letty gets it up to somebody and, it, and and they're just back on the rush. And that's something that you haven't seen from them in a long time, as well as the puck movement on the power play, like them just handling the puck. I remember last year thinking, um, when I was watching Bobby Ryan, like along the half wall, uh, like put like stick handling and he and was like on the power play. So it really shouldn't have even been that impressive that he wasn't giving away the puck. But, um, I was like, holy shit, man, Bobby Ryan is so much better than anybody this team has seen in a long time. And and now, like, that's kind of neither here nor there, but you just see the the, the way that they can carry the puck on the blue line. I think back to something that Larkin said at the beginning of last year when he <laughs> it was, like, my favorite quote of the season when he was, like, the new defenseman want the puck. And uh, he was just talking about you get the puck, guys want it guys are screaming for it you trust that somebody's going to catch a pass when you throw it and I think when that's not the case that gets into your head and that starts causing you to make bad decisions or thinking maybe I should try and do it myself or thinking I can't make that pass because he won't retrieve it and it'll end up being a turnover and I think more than anything it's just uh some brand of confidence that this team is playing with on the back end as well as the front end guys like Lucas Raymond I mean his, his, uh, stick lift of, of Quinn Hughes last night when he went in chasing the puck on the four check immediately got it to Bertuzzi then, and he got it right back immediately dished it to Fabry. Like that was, that was something that we have not seen in a long time. And it's going to lead to a lot of goals this year. It's, you know, you kind of wonder like how, how much of a difference can a guy like that really make? And it's, those are the little things that, that make a difference. And those are the little things that we are excited to see guys like Lucas Raymond for, but then even, you know, like you mentioned, everybody kind of seems to be getting in on the action at times. And, uh, it just looks way better. I'd be curious to know, you know, how much of that is Alex Tangay teaching guys principles on the power play that equate to five on five play, because uh, they just look a lot better in both areas right now.
1: For sure. Yeah. The, uh, the start of the season has definitely been awesome like awesome, absolutely awesome. On the offensive side, defensively, we have, we have one really good game and one really poor game. Uh Most cider obviously getting a lot of minutes, just this newfound defense as a whole, how, your thoughts so far into the season.
0: I would argue that Saturday's game wasn't so great defensively as much as it was Thomas Grice playing out of his absolute mind. I mentioned at the top of the show, 40 saves. Um, there, there has been some learning curve there. I mean, Nick Letty, we kind of knew coming in that he wasn't the greatest defenseman in the world. Most cider has flashed some growing pains at time, And then the other guys out there, they're replacement-level players. I think what they've done under the circumstances has been great, though. And, and to just kind of touch on Thomas Grice, these games happen. These games happen where things get out of you know hand. Vancouver is a very, very, very talented team offensively. That's why I was riding so hard for them to sign Elias Pettersson. I bet he wishes he did. Um, but, and just when you have a goalie like that, it's kind of like a Bernier situation last year, even a Grice situation at the end of the year. I mean, he, he had a really good end of the season last year. There was a point, I, I think it was, I can't remember who he made the save on. Um, I think it might've been Horvat in like the final three and a half minutes. And I was just like, Thomas Grice is refusing to let the Red Wings lose this game. And I feel like that rubs off on players. Like that gives you an absolute ton of confidence as well. And, and lets, you know, you know, you don't have to be super afraid to make a mistake back there because if you do, there are going to be times where your goaltender can bail you out. So that to me, the, the combination of, you know, those things is is just, it's a very positive development for me. And I, Brian kind of alluded to it on our preview show, but it, Right now, I think Bryce is his team starter, and I think he should be.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. We'll end the show on this. Just sound off Lucas Raymond so far this year.
0: Uh, incredible. Everything we thought it would be, like I just said, so many different dimensions of the ice he's been having an impact in. And then you can obviously tell that he's getting a, a, a taste, getting acquainted, acclimated, whatever word you want to use, with the NHL because he was sitting behind Fabry and Bert last night. Saying "shut the fuck up" to to Steve Chase on Alex Chase on. I can't remember which one it was. I made a joke about it on Twitter, and I used the wrong one. But then it actually worked because the whole joke was him having his name wrong in the first place. And so I just (laughs) and so people were like, "Oh man, that's really funny." And I was like, "That was an accident." Totally um, intentional. Yep. Yep. So that's how we make the sausage here, folks.
1: Um, the other thing I love most cider also not taking any shit from anybody is fantastic.
0: No, no. And, and I actually didn't see this uh, clip until the day after, but that little bit of him where a, in the Tampa game where <laughs> Hedman's got the puck and he kind of just like comes and skates through it. Uh, and then next thing you know, it's three Tampa Bay lightning around him and he's just shoving them all, punching them all. chap don't want none headman don't want none it was fantastic and then and obviously he pissed off oliver Ackman larson enough on saturday night to earn himself a nice little cup check and those are the things that you're going to see from Mo cider like those are the little things about his game that i think really excite me it's his ability to kind of get an opponent's heads get them off their game and and make a difference in ways that don't necessarily show up on the stat sheet so uh Incredible. Incredible. And shout out Robbie Fabry too. I I don't know that I've mentioned him. He did obviously have the first goal uh, on Saturday night, but then he also took matters into his own hands. He was uh, oftentimes in the middle of those scrums when it came to Connor Garland and Oliver Eckman Larson. And there was a a situation, I think it was in the third period where the Canucks tried to score. They came in off sides and then they still like did a little redirect at the net anyways. And it went into the net. Robbie Fabry was just having None of it. Uh, and, and that is, again, we talk about the attitude, tenacity. It's not just protecting guys out there, but it's also, Hey, like, don't, don't fuck around or you're going to find out. Yeah. Fantastic. Exactly. Fantastic. Two games in. I don't know what this team is going to be, but I, I think they're going to be a lot of fun at the very least.
1: That's all we can ask for the last couple of years, honestly. Um, any, uh, any closing words?
0: No, I mean, I think that pretty much does it. I can't wait. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do against the Blue Jackets. I think the Blue Jackets are probably the first team that they're going to play this year that they're a better team then. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they handle that, if they're able to, to kind of keep up this momentum. And just honestly, like, you obviously had the craziness against uh, Tampa. You had the craziness against Vancouver because of the emotions that boiled over in Tampa. I'm curious to see... Their demeanor in this Tuesday night game against the Blue Jackets the most because they're still at home. They still got the advantage, you know, the, the home ice advantage and all those types of things. But will they have the same fire, the same nastiness that they had uh, in the first two games of the season?
1: Beauty. All right. Thank you guys for making Locked On Red Wings your first listen every day. Now go make Locked On Fantasy Hockey your second listen. Host Scott Cullen leads on decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to so be the expert for your fantasy league free and available on all platforms i am scott bentley nolan bianchi calling in from ford's field absolute beauty dedication at its finest starting off his final week with a bang um if you have positive feedback leave it in the reviews if you have negative leave it in, the, in nolan bianchi's dms uh same time same place it's your team every day